0: Hi, I'm Laura Cunningham, and today we're going to create this beautiful leaf bowl. Now, this is a really fun project, and we're going to show you how to create beautiful blended leaves with the ink dyes. You can use two colors like I've done here, and the great thing about this project is you can twist it up and do it any way you want. You can change the color on the bottom so that you have a different look. You can change the style of gourd. This one's much taller. So any gourd will work. You can vary it by the leaves, the color of the leaves. You can add more colors to it if you like. So you can create a lot of different projects with just the information we're showing you here today. Let's get started. We're starting with a pre-cut, craft-ready gourd. Now you can purchase gourds pre-cut, clean, and ready to go. Or you can save some money and cut and clean them yourself. Now that we have our gourd cut and cleaned, we are ready to put our design on. We're gonna wood burn our design on using the stick and burn design transfer sheets. Now these are already ready to go. All you have to do is cut out your design, pick whichever one you want. We're gonna use the oak leaves on this project and pick your design based on the size gourd that you have. This is a rather large gourd, so I'm gonna use this large leaf to get started you just peel the back off the, gore, off the stick and burn and just place it on the gourd anywhere that looks nice to you press down the stick and burn and try to get it to adhere to the gourd as much as you can so we're going to wood burn right through the paper onto the gourd and I am using a razor tip wood burner today. It happens to be my favorite type of wood burner. I like the pens. The pens are designed more for somebody with a light touch. Um, if, you want, if you're just getting started or if you're not sure which one you want, the Detail Master is a little bit better because it's, you, you can burn hotter and heavier with it. This razor tip comes with this small blade pen. It's really sharp but I'm gonna use this large round skew because I wanna create a bigger, kind of a thicker line. Whereas this one is gonna make me a really, really fine line like for doing hair or fur. So everybody has their favorite pen. So just pick your favorite for outlining. Make sure the stick and burn is all the way down and just burn right through. I really like this pen because it has this rounded nib on the end And it just makes it really easy to get into these rounded areas. And don't worry about getting every single line exact. I like to use the Stick and Burn as like a rough draft. And then when I take the Stick and Burn off, I can clean up all my lines and do any kind of adjustments that I want to do to make the leaf look the way I want it. So one of the reasons why the Detail Master is recommended more for beginners is because you can burn at a higher temperature and it's not going to hurt the pens. These are more delicate, razor tips are a more delicate pen so you burn it at a lower temperature. So you have to be more precise on what you're doing. The razor tip unit doesn't burn as hot as the Detail Master or the Burn Master. So if you have a Detail Master unit or a Burn Master unit or the Burn Master Carver Combo, you can still use razor tip pens. You just need to turn the heat way down to like a one or a two because those units burn a lot hotter. The razor tip unit is designed for more of a light hand, light touch. But if you're a beginner or if you like to burn really hot and heavy lines, stick with the Detail Master pens. Those will work better for you. So I finished the first leaf and and I'm just going to take off the stick and burn design transfer sheets. And then you can see you have your Woodburn design all on there. And if you like, you can go back in and fill in any lines that you missed, clean up any lines or change anything. For instance, the veins on this leaf look a little bit static to me when they're so straight. So I like to go in and kind of wiggle the pen back and forth and make the veins look just a little bit more fluid like. They seem a little bit more natural to me. Some people like the vein to go all the way out to the tip of the leaf. So this would be the time to go through that and do it. So now we're ready to put on the second leaf. And I'm going to use a different size leaf. And the nice thing about the stick and burn is they come in a couple of different sizes. So whatever project you're doing, you have a variety to choose from. Now we're going to place the next leaf. In a kind of diagonal or or a way kind of next to it that looks nice and we're going to leave it over we're going to overlap it and this is important when you go to wood burn the next leaf on you want to be careful how you're wood burning this leaf so that you can get the overlap effect so i can show you on the finished gourd here you want to get this overlapping effect so when you place this dick and burn you need to place it so that it overlaps the leaf you just burned. And then, when you wood burn, you want to make sure you go in and do all of these areas that connect to that leaf underneath first. Because what happens is you'll get going and you'll start wood burning and you'll just forget where you are and then you've just gone right over it without even realizing it. So start there so here this stem is is going to be showing on top of this leaf so I want to just come right up next to that stem but not go over the top of it and here this leaf comes right up next to that leaf and I want to do that now so I don't just run right over it like a train (laughs) and here you can see the leaf underneath you have to kind of really look carefully And the same with the veins you want to look at the veins and see where they match up to the go- to the leaf underneath so I'm going to make sure I would bring these veins too so that they so I'm skipping this little area of the vein I'm skipping that because the stem of the previous leaf is underneath there. And I want it to show like it's overlapping this leaf. Once you get all the details in, go ahead and woodburn the rest of the leaf just like you did the one before. So when you finish burning the second leaf, remove the stick and burn. And then just go back in and to all the spots where the two, two leaves touch. And make sure you clean up the lines that they just come and touch each other in all the places that they're supposed to. And if you've missed any lines when you were going over the stick and burn, go back in and do those. That's one reason why the stick and burn is so easy to work with, because even if you skip lines when you're burning through the stick and burn, it's really easy to see where it was supposed to be and you can just fill it in. Another reason why I really like it is because you can see it doesn't leave any residue on the gourd once I peel it off. So continue burning the leaves onto your gourd all the way around. Just remember to use one stick and burn at a time so that you can make sure you're being really careful about the overlapping. And you can see how I've used different sizes, the large one, the smaller one, and the medium one based on the size of the gourd. And I recommend you only do one leaf at a time, very carefully, just to be watching out for the overlapping effect. So don't try to put all of the stick and burn on at once. I know it might be tempting so you can kind of see the whole design, but just do one at a time, carefully matching the overlapping as you go. So now that we have our woodburn design on, we're gonna sand the gourd. Now the sanding is what produces the high shine without using a varnish or a high gloss finish. So we're gonna sand the gourd in different grits of sandpaper till it just gets finer and finer and it becomes really smooth. Now this technique was shown to me by Gloria Crane and you'll notice that all her artwork has that beautiful finish and it's really natural looking and it also has a wonderful tactile element to it. It feels really soft and smooth, just like a real fine wood. So this is produced by using the different grits of sandpaper. Now we have four different grits available. The, the lowest grit is the 220. We're not going to use that on this project. This is used for doing inlay and stone work. It's a really, really coarse grit and it'll, make, it'll just take off that outer layer of your gourd. So we're going to use the other three. We're going to use the medium, the fine, and the ultra-fine. We also have the buffing discs. So when you're done coloring and putting your protecting wax on, you can use the buffing discs on the sander to buff it to a shine. So on the sander, it has these rotating discs. And I'm going to start with the coarsest grit on this top disc, the next coarsest on the next disc, and the finest grit on the following disc. Now if you wanted to, you could start with the coarse grit on all three and use all three on your gourd, and then switch them. But I like to just rotate the sander to the next one and to the next one, so I don't have to keep pulling on and off the discs. So I'm only going to use one disc at a time, and you'll see that as I get going here. But first I'm going to put on my dusk mask and protective eyewear. I'm going to turn the sander all the way up, and I'm just going to use this Part of the sander. We're going to go over the entire gourd with the first grit of sandpaper. The first grit is the medium grit. And you can see it taking off a fine, fine layer of the gourd. And you can work it into areas where there might be a little bit of skin left on the gourd to get that off. And working it over even the areas that you would burn. Then I'm going to turn off the sander and use a baby wipe just to get that first layer of dust off. And then I'm going to turn my sander and I'm going to use just the next grit, which is the fine, and then I'll move to the ultra fine. Remember, the more you sand, the shinier your finish is gonna look at the end. I'm just doing a really basic, basic sanding. If you really want to experiment and get more information on sanding, be sure to take Gloria's class, because she really goes into more depth and detail. So now that we have our gourd completely sanded, we're ready to add color. So first, let's get everything ready that we need. I have a plate here, and I have my ink dyes that I'm gonna use. I'm going to use the apple red and the yellow. And you wanna pick two colors that are similar to each other but contrasting enough to create this blended look. I also have some cotton swabs, some micro brushes, and some fine tip applicators. We we also have Formula 49. Now the Formula 49 is going to be used for blending and for shell conditioning. So you're going to watch me do both. So first, let's put everything that we need on the plate so it's right at hand. You don't need very much. The Gordmaster ink dye is very concentrated. So I'm just going to use a little bit of each and the formula 49 so to start with i'm going to use the yellow start with your lightest color and do as much of the leaf as you can really fill it up you don't have to go right on the edge but fill up the entire leaf that's why I like the micro brushes for this particular part because they hold a lot of ink dye. And even though I'm working in a small area, I still need to get a lot of ink on here. So I'm covering the whole leaf but not worrying about getting right up to the edge. Now we're going to take a fine tip applicator and apply the red. And the fine tip applicator is really useful here because I can get right up to the edge of this leaf. And I'm going to go around the edge of a leaf just a little bit. And then I'm going to just flick it into the yellow a little bit. So the fine tip applicator really works well here because it doesn't pick up too much dye. If I had too much dye on this little applicator, I would have mostly a red leaf instead of a yellow and red leaf. So I keep going back and picking up a little bit more, going around the edge, and then do a little bit, pick up your yellow one again, and just kind of blend them together. And if you go over a little bit, don't worry about that, just grab one of your cotton swabs and some Formula 49 and you can just take that right off. Also, if you're having any trouble getting the red, if, it, if the red creates too much of a line, take the cotton swab with the Formula 49 and just dab over it and it'll blend it even more. And so just keep going back and forth till you get it the way you like. I like the way I have a lot of red here, but I don't quite have enough red on this one. So just go back in and do it again until you get the blended look that you like. So as you're coloring your leaf, go ahead and leave the stem blank. Don't put any color on the stem. It looks best if it's just left natural. Now we're ready to heat set. I'm using a professional grade heat tool and you're just gonna pass it gently back and forth over the area that you've put the ink dye on. There's a couple of different reasons for this. Number one, I wanna continue with the next leaf and if I touch this, I don't wanna smear the ink dye that I've already put on. So it's gonna dry it quickly. Also, it makes the ink dye penetrate the gourd so it lasts longer. You'll have less fading. And you're gonna notice, it's not gonna look as bright because it's drying. But once I put a finish on, that brightness of color will come back. So as you can see, it only takes less than a minute to heat set. So continue all the way around the gourd doing one leaf at a time and concentrating on making those colors really pop out and blend together. So now that we've completed the color on the leaves, we're now going to do the color on the base. Now we're going to choose a nice dark color to create a good contrast. And again, we're going to get ready by putting some on our plate so we have everything handy. This is sage, that's the color we're going to use, and we're also going to need some felt. Any kind of felt will work great. And we're going to need the Formula 49 on hand to make sure everything blends nicely together. So I'm going to start with the fine tip applicator and get right up next to the leaves. So these are some really small areas that I'm working in. So I need the fine tip applicator to get into those areas. I'm also gonna have some tissue on hand to wipe up any excess dye. Now if you notice that it's soaking in a little bit too much, you can add the Formula 49 right to your ink dye. So it's coming out really dark, so I'm going to add just a drop or two right to the Sage ink dye. That's going to give me a little bit more control over how it blends. So I'm using the tissue to wipe off the excess for a couple of reasons so I don't smear it all over the place and also so I don't get it soaking in too much and making it too dark. Now I'm only using the fine tip applicator for these areas that are right next to the leaves. Of course when I'm done with this I'll use felt and cover a large area. This would take me an eternity if I only used this tiny brush. So I have an area right here that's not taking the color as well as it did on another part which is normal because gores are going to vary Every gourd is going to be different, and there's going to be different parts on every single gourd. So I'm going to go back in with the straight dye so I can create a more even, dark color that will match the rest of the gourd. So this is the nice thing about using the formula 49, because you can make your gourd match even though the areas of it are not the same. You'll have a part that takes color really fast, and you'll have a part that doesn't take the color as easily. And you can adjust. So we're going to only put color on the bottom half of the gourd. We're going to leave the part above the leaves with no color. So there are many different colors that you can use. You can use walnut or rich mahogany would be a nice color. You don't have to use just sage. I just happen to like this color combination. So once you've completed putting the ink dye all around the edge of the leaves, now we can use a piece of felt and do this large area quickly. And I'm gonna use tissue to remove the excess dye. And you can see how the area I did before just blends right in with the ink that I just put on. there isn't any lines. Now you're going to have the natural modeling of the gourd is going to produce different color in different areas, but that's okay. That's the beauty of the ink dye and the beauty of the gourd. So now that I have the sage ink dye on the base of the gourd, I'm going to use the heat tool and heat set it. Now I'm going to let that sit for about 5 minutes and cool off. Now we're ready for the final step, applying the protecting wax and buffing. So I'm just going to use an old t-shirt that I've cut up, makes a nice thick cloth, or you can put it on with a piece of felt. This is the protecting wax and it's a real thick substance. You just take some out and put it on your cloth and rub it all over the gourd, smoothly and evenly. So now it's pretty much dry and I'm going to take a clean cloth and just buff it. And this is always the fun part because then the shine starts coming out from all that sanding that we did. And the more you buff, the shinier it's going to get. This takes a little while, takes a little elbow grease. So now we're done buffing and we're finished with our project. So let the protecting wax set for just a few minutes before you begin buffing. You can tell that it's ready to start buffing when it turns a little bit cloudy. That only takes a few minutes. So now we're going to use the sander to buff the gourd. So you can use the buffing discs right on your sander. They stick right to the Velcro pad. I'm just gonna use one disc right now. It's just easier for me to control. You wanna turn it all the way up to its highest speed. And just run the gourd, run the sander over the gourd using small circular motions. So you can see the difference between the polished side and the part that hasn't been polished yet. So this is a quick and easy way to polish your gourd. You don't need as much arm muscle to get the job done.